Are autoimmune diseases caused by GMOs in Roundup? We're talking type 1 diabetes, uh, JRA, Hashimoto's, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, and celiac. Okay, we're going to just look at one chart for that, and that is celiac disease. This is created by Stephanie Seneff. I believe you, you worked on this, and it's the amount of glyphosate on wheat. Glyphosate is the chief poison in Roundup. It is sprayed on wheat three to five days before harvest to speed up the harvest, etc. And it is correlated to celiac disease. That doesn't mean causation, but we will discuss it and other autoimmune diseases now. Let's start with you, Michelle Perro, as a pediatrician. Have you seen an increase in autoimmune diseases since you started, since GMOs and Roundup were introduced into the food supply in the late 1990s? Shocking, shocking number. Um, Hashimoto's disease in nine-year-old boys, 18-month-old with ulcerative colitis, um, type 1 diabetes um, on the rise, um, uh, ju juvenile, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis on the rise. And um, yes, across the board, autoimmune diseases are, are rising, they're debilitating, they're even in our integrated medical world, not easy to fix, by the way. Um, and they, um, you know, and we actually, and the celiac thing is, because I've read Dr. Perlmutter, I'm a fan, um, you know, I said, is it the gluten? Is it the glyphosate? Is it both? Is it the leaky gut, the dysbiosis, the gluten and the glyphosate? I've gone around and around trying to figure out what's causing this rise in wheat intolerance and celiac disease. Wheat intolerance is not celiac disease. Celiac is a, a serious autoimmune disease associated with a lot of other autoimmune diseases. Autoimmune diseases can then lead on to genotoxic diseases like cancer. By the way, autoimmune disease is not benign. Even there are some now considering asthma as an autoimmune disease. And as I previously mentioned, I consider autism an autoimmune disease. And one of the best papers I read about celiac disease, so much from uh, Dr. Fasano, of course, um, from Harvard, um, was about fish. Hmm. That they can induce celiac disease in fish when they expose them to glyphosate. Hmm. And what they found in these fish who developed celiac disease was an imbalance in the gut bacteria, impairment detoxification, and mineral deficiencies. And I was like, oh, all, <laughs> oh, all the things that glyphosate causes. So we can induce this disease in other animals. Uh, fish are not known to get celiac disease, by the way. I don't believe they eat, you know, Italian bread, you know, with their main meal. So, um, so yes, of course, the board and, um, and it's challenging. And these kids often have a life of pharmaceutical intervention and a lot of health complaints. Their lives definitely lose. They definitely have a decreased quality of life, uh, kids with autoimmune disease. And I, I've just gotten one horrific letter from a, um, a colleague saying, oh my God, you've got to treat this kid with Crohn's disease. He's 10 years old and he's literally mm -hmm. dying. So mm -hmm. I am not trivializing, you know, the effects from these chronic and um, autoimmune conditions. I want to introduce the leaky gut link to autoimmune disease, uh, which is well known, but I'll do it in a way that I think most people can understand. Uh, when you put Roundup into the food and you put it, expose it to the to the gut, it is very likely that it is causing leaky gut because we see that in a Petri dish and it is we see it clinically. And it opens up and allows undigested proteins to lumber into 
uh, areas that it's not supposed to go. And so the immune system looks, oh my God, they're there. And the modern immune system, they take out their iPhones and take pictures of these, <laughs> these intruders and post it on their, their Facebook pages. And then all of the, everyone, who all the different immune systems go after it. But you see, it's a little bit pixelated and it's not hard to see. It's not hard to, to it's not hard to, it's hard to see. So they start going after anything that looks like that, which could be the, the gut walls. It could be the, the uh, thyroid. So they start attacking things that look like this picture. And that's autoimmune disease, basically, where you have leaky gut, then you have these intruders, then the immune system attacks, they take a picture of it, they circulate the picture for the most, most wanted, it gets mistaken through molecular mimicry, and now they're attacking the actual human body. So I wanted to put that as a basic concept for autoimmune disease, it's based on old iPhones uh, and bad, you know, bad uh, pixelations. So Stephanie, why don't you talk about what you've discovered and what you share in your book? Please name your book as well. Uh, mm -hmm. What you share in your book about how Roundup and glyphosate, its chief poison, are linked to autoimmune disease. Yes, I have a chapter devoted to that topic and uh, the immune system in general and then autoimmune disease in particular. And, um, and what I found was really quite interesting, and you said it all correctly about these um, antibodies becoming, getting nearsighted and not recognizing quite the right thing and then attacking the human uh, cells, for example, myelin sheath, you know, there's, they can end up attacking the myelin sheath and causing multiple sclerosis, for example, and that's another autoimmune disease. And lupus is another one. And of course you have celiac and asthma and eczema. And as you mentioned, autism, I think that many of these diseases have an autoimmune component to them. Um, and, it, and it's all tied to this overzealous uh, adaptive immune system. And that's partly because these undigested proteins are floating around. But also, I think two other things, one is that glyphosate is getting into human proteins and messing them up. And so one really fascinating thing that I discovered as I was reading about these proteins is that um, Transglutaminase is a protein that's connected to celiac disease, autoimmune attack on transglutaminase. And transglutaminase is an interesting protein because it, it, when it gets released, it, it sticks to the extracellular matrix, those heparin sulfate proteoglycans that I mentioned, that you've mentioned. The, uh, it sticks there, it stays in the membrane of the cell. However, the, uh, the part of the molecule that sticks to heparin sulfate has this, has a glycine problem that it can get substituted by glyphosate and then it won't stick. So it wanders out into the general circulation instead of sticking where it's supposed to do its effect. It can have, it can be controlled by sticking to the heparin sulfate, but if it gets loose, then it becomes exposed. Parts of that protein become exposed to the immune system that would not normally be exposed. And then you get those antibodies attacking it. So it's very, very interesting to think about human proteins can become allergenic in part because they've got glyphosate in them. They don't look correct anymore. They don't fold correctly. They don't attach where they should. They get loose. I mean, all these things happen that can cause the immune system to start attacking human proteins that have been disrupted by glyphosate. I believe that that is part of what's going on. And um, so and the innate immune system is also disrupted by glyphosate. If you believe my theory, there's a, a whole bunch of proteins that I talk about in my book that have these glycine sensitivity situations where they can get disrupted by glyphosate. Um, and in particular, uh, collagen is an important one to mention because collagen has long, long swaths of GXY, 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 where every third amino acid is a glycine. And that's crucial for the way collagen folds. It, it forms this beautiful triple helix. It holds water. It has good structural integrity and flexibility. It has all the proper things you need to make the joints work correctly, the bones. You know, it, it, there's lots of collagen in the skin, everywhere in the body. It's the most common protein in the body. 
My name is Scott Harrison. <laughs> Just listen. This is my wife. And has all this glycine in it. So it has lots and lots of vulnerability for glyphosate substitution to mess it up. And um, the collagen, a collagen-like um, protein, there's a whole class of collagen-like proteins that have collagen stalks on them that are part of the innate immune system. There's a whole bunch of them. There's several of them in the, there's these surfactant proteins in the lungs that um, that have these collagen stalks. And, and those proteins are very good at being like vacuum cleaners. They go around and find trouble. They, they, they attach to these um, mo molecules that need to be cleared and they carry them home to the immune cell so they can be removed. And those, those proteins are gonna be thoroughly disrupted by glyphosate, I suspect messing up the innate immune system, which then means that the adaptive immune system has to play a bigger role. So you have all these wavered proteins floating around causing trouble. And then you have this innate immune system that can't find them because of the, the normal mechanism for, uh, for cleaning them up is broken by glyphosate. And so then the adaptive immune system has to come into play. And that's when you get the reaction, you know, the release of all these cytokines that uh, are reactive um, molecules, the signaling molecules that create this reactive cascade that causes all this collateral damage of the tissue. So you get destruction of the lungs, for example, because uh, when you have an infection, because the innate immune system is unable to clear the infection because it's been weakened so much by glyphosate. That, that is very intricate biochemistry, but what plays out in terms of people's experience as well is significant, significant improvements in autoimmune disease that may help prove the principle of what you're saying. We, we um, surveyed people who got better from autoimmune disease, 696 people, and 99.2 said mild improvement, moderate improvement, 21%, but 40% had significant improvement, 18.4 had nearly gone, and about 12% were completely recovered. Wow. And then within gluten sensitivity, which includes celiac, so it's a combination of the two, so it's hard to know whether it's the autoimmune or version or the uh, sensitivity version, there was 1,375 people reported getting better from gluten sensitivity, and 76% of those were either significant improvement, nearly gone, or completely recovered. Michelle, do you want to add anything to the autoimmune disease discussion for those that suffer or treat autoimmune disease? Yeah, so um, anything that we can do to reduce the state of chronic inflammation is worth pursuing. Because when you, we're all in this state of chronic inflammation, and all that means is that our, our immune systems are activated, they're turned on. And what Stephanie's referring to is this, not only is your innate immunity uh, turned on, but your adaptive immunity. That, those are your immunoglobulins. They're the focused ones. Your innate immunity is your first line of attack. Your adaptive immune system, you have the, where you produce immunoglobulins, which are specifically directed to various things, even like gluten, uh, specific viruses, specific bacteria, they're upregulated, they're turned on. So you want to create immunologic harmony in your body, in your balance. And so when, so to quiet autoimmunity, you want to regain gut function, heal the le leaky gut. Remember 80, 70, 80% of your immune function comes from your microbiome. Um, it's made um, in your gut rather, not by your microbiome, pardon, but in your gut. So anything that heals your gut 
will improve your immune function by putting it in balance. There are various cells that work in harmony. If some are too high, it can lead to allergy. If some are too high, it can lead to autoimmunity. So we want to recreate balance. We are a society. Americans are out of balance because of our sad diet. So this, by just re-regulating gut function, your autoimmunity will likely get better. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't put a shout out to kids who suffer from PANDAS, pediatric acute neuropsychiatric disorder. Adults often have PANS. Um, it's not all just kids. Where because there's because of this autoimmune from strep induced, they have um, attack against their nervous system. We're seeing an epidemic now of kids with PANDAS. I don't believe it's just strep. I believe it's as, just as chronic inflammatory state that we're now dealing with. And even as we deal with chronic infections, whether it's COVID or others, you're already upregulated. So that is not necessarily a better immune function when you have an activated immune system because then your soldiers are constantly turned on. You want to keep it at bay and call them to the, to the front line when needed, not chronically fighting. To run your immune system takes a lot of ATPs. It takes a lot of energy. So when people are chronically activated, like autoimmunity, chronic inflammation, they're fatigued because it's using a lot of energy to run that system. So you want to decrease the battery usage. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.